0: Yeah, And
1: welcome, everybody, to another episode of This Uncanny Earth. You're probably wondering, where is the bumper music? Where is the cameras? Where is the wherevers? Well, unfortunately, um, we had a little bit of technical difficulties um, on our ends here. So we're just going to be doing this one audio. Um, But anyways, my guest tonight, Bigfoot researcher, wildlife researcher, all-around good guy. I've met him quite a few times at different conventions that I've spoken at, um, that he's spoken at, and uh, we always get along real well. Solid guy. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you, Daniel Benoit. Hello, Daniel. How you doing?
0: Hey, Robert. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. I am glad to be here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so first, for the people, tell the people a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do or like to do.
0: Well... First of all, uh, I'm a wildlife and Bigfoot researcher. Uh, I've always had a very strong interest in the outdoors ever since I was a young child. Um, I mean, I was always playing out in the woods, hunting, uh, tagging along with dad or whatever it may be. Um, You know, but over the years, when I got involved with, when Bigfoot came into my life some many years later, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, a a whole new world opened up to me. Um, But I, I will tell you, my whole thing behind this is put me out in the woods. Uh, the woods is my playground. And I know I'm sure I'm not the only one to say this or think or feel this way, but uh, I mean, I can't help but stress how much I love the outdoors. And that's where I'd rather be, you know, most of the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been involved with the whole, uh, the Bigfoot research for about a little over 13 years now, and um, it's been very rewarding in many different ways and uh, but yeah my thing is get me outdoors uh camping uh, exploring um uh, educating others bringing awareness to what i do and um uh, you know among along with others as well um i like promoting others and uh, you know i get you know it's funny i say that because <laughs> i get people pointing fingers like all you do is put stuff out there about you about you about you what little do they know they're not really paying attention i'm actually promoting others um yes it's very important that i feel that i must stress on who i am and what i do um and my and share my views on the topic but um i am always about uh, promoting others and you know i want others to have that recognition there's people out there that uh you know i know what they do but they're really not known i mean i don't consider myself known but my awareness is starting to get out there people are are becoming more familiar with who i am um so yeah i mean that's pretty much where i where i'm at right now i mean as a wildlife and bigfoot researcher educating and spreading awareness and um yeah stepping foot out into the woods every chance i get um i speak at various conventions um you know um up along the east coast Uh, For this year, 2024, uh, most of my conventions are taking place right in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, I got a couple of conventions that I'm hosting. Um, The one, the first one, well, actually, let me back up. If we're going in um, order of the events, the first one is actually coming up in May, uh, May 25th in Somerset, Pennsylvania. It's the Pennsylvania and Legends Festival. Uh, Both me and my fiance, Julie, uh, we're working on that together. Uh, we're excited about that and uh and then jumping ahead june 20 uh, excuse me june 14th and 15th in virginia uh is the annual ecbr virginia bigfoot conference so that's uh, a lot of work being put into these events and uh that's just a small uh, touch of what we do uh apart from hosting events out there in the field researching um you know we are. Uh, we do a lot of investigations. We get a lot of reports, which we love reports. We welcome reports. Um, and if it's something within our range or something that we're able to do, uh, we'll schedule it for ourselves to investigate. Um, one of Sorry, the biggest things. Quick, that I, this
1: is insane.
0: Um, uh-oh. Did I freeze up or something? It's been going
1: back and forth. My apologies. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, to get back into things. When did you start getting into Bigfoot? Like where was your love of Bigfoot?
0: Oh my 13 plus years ago. Uh, I tell you what it, it started off, uh, in Virginia. However, a lot of my early part of the research, uh, a lot of my early part of the research took place. Uh, actually some of it happened here in Pennsylvania many years ago. Um, but Virginia has been my main focus. Um, Tell you what got me into it, and it's it's funny. This has been a very debatable uh video footage, but um <laughs> the Roger Patterson Bob Gimlin footage. Um may, many people are well familiar with that, and it's uh it's something that caught my attention and actually really opened up a, a curiosity that actually developed into a very strong passion over the years. So um, so yeah, it's that video footage um, really opened up the door. And I know it has for many others as well. So, um, you know, then of course, later on, you know, get, watching the different documentaries and, Oh, the different shows that came along finding Bigfoot. Um, Oh you know, yeah. Finding Bigfoot was a big part of it that came on later on. And now we got expedition Bigfoot. Um, uh, there are so many different documentaries out there. Um, it's, been fascinating to learn others uh learn learn about other people's experiences and and learning and hearing the different theories that are involved in this um so it's kind of hard to say where to you know you you want to jump on board with some of these but uh i'm somebody that when i especially when i first got involved in this i heard and learned of a lot of theories but i um i was somebody i was like the kid in the back of the classroom taking notes i didn't jump on board with anything but i took notes of them uh until this day um i like this i feel that it's uh something that i keep an open mind about so if that makes you know any sense (laughs) but um let's see uh i'm just checking i know we had some technical difficulty earlier can you still hear me robert all right all right uh i'm not hearing robert i don't know if robert's here or not but um well anyway i guess i could try to keep talking here uh for those who on the comments said they could hear me uh, i'll try my best to keep talking <laughs> um well i've been busy working on organizing the, uh and scheduling a lot of events that i've been asked to speak at um normally i spoke at, i speak at several events throughout the year uh, unfortunately this year uh, i have to limit the amount of uh, events i speak at um i have some some things i i'm not at liberty to discuss at the very moment uh, some possibilities of what might happen which my fingers are crossed these are good things that might happen so i i really don't know which direction they're going to go in um so as of right now, the events I do have scheduled, I'm hoping I don't have to cancel them. But if certain things fall through, um, that's something I might have to do, you know. <laughs> right, uh, right. So, um, how, many, yeah, how, many
1: events, how many events are you speaking at this year?
0: Uh, as of right now, there is actually only seven. Uh, technically, well, there might be eight. There might be eight, but uh, that event... Um, they have to wait till they speak with their committee and have their meetings because uh, this particular uh, that event would be the South Carolina South Carolina Bigfoot Festival. Um, they like to bring me down there every year, um, but they have to wait till they at least go for uh, through a meeting or two before they start confirming and saying yes or no and all that good stuff. So, but uh, yeah, as of right now there's seven conventions. Uh, of course, the two that I'm hosting um, and those don't involve or include all the camping outings that we have planned uh the private investigations that we plan on doing so um and that's another thing uh, some of our investigations that we have scheduled uh yeah they're i say they're private because we we're not going to share the locations or who they're involved with but what we do uh with a lot of our field work and our exploring we film everything uh if there's eyewitnesses involved we do interview them and Uh, we try to put that together the best we can to share with the public um, later on. So that's one thing we like to do. We like to film and document everything. Uh, And and a majority of our field videos, when we do our own exploring, most of the time it's sharing the scenery and some interesting and odd findings that we come across. Um, But yeah, as far as the events, that's pretty much it at this very moment. Um, Like I said, it's to say if there's going to be any more, it's kind of early to say. So, um, matter of fact, I just put out a list. Uh, I made a post about it, probably maybe an hour or so ago, um, with just a list of events that I will be at for anyone interested, you know, wanting to check those out. So, but awesome, uh, awesome.
1: Um, are you are you are you strictly into just Bigfoot or? are you looking at like other things like, um, spirits or UFOs or like, I know Bigfoot is like your major passion, but do you delve into anything else besides that?
0: Well, I will tell you this, the interest of, yeah, the UFOs, uh, that phenomenon, I mean, that does interest me. Um, however, even the paranormal, um, yeah. And i actually, I've opened more up to the paranormal, um, by welcoming it into my events and stuff. Uh, like my committee team in Virginia for our, our Virginia event, uh, my committee team, they're actually in a, par- a paranormal team themselves. And we are actually getting more paranormal teams involved uh, with our conventions. Um, and also, what with, well, basically, with what we're doing in uh, Pennsylvania here, um, the Pennsylvania miss and Legends Festival, of course, I believe that. Uh, falls under a lot of different categories involving the paranormal uh, various cryptids. Um, but now my main subject is Bigfoot, uh, wildlife and Bigfoot. Um, now, if I witness another cryptid that you know or see something strange, I'm not afraid to admit that I've seen it. hopefully, I would love to document it if it's if that becomes possible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I'm open to other cryptids. It's just right now my main focus, uh, which it has been over the you know the last 13 plus years, is Bigfoot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like to. I mean, there's a part of me that wants to start looking for other things, but you know, here's my thing: when I'm out exploring, all my years of being in the woods, um, the only evidence I have found of any big, I mean, any cryptid would be Bigfoot itself. You know apart from known wildlife species. Because um, I am always looking. And, and here's the thing. As I tell people, I look for the wildlife evidence. Because, you know, to learn and know what is known before seeking the unknown, to me, that's very important. Because um, as we're observing and as we're looking, if we could focus on what is known, the unknown's going to stand apart. I mean, you want to look for everything. You want to be open minded, but you also want to be, take your time and be very observant. Um, so as I'm looking, yeah, my main, yeah, of course, again, my main focus is Bigfoot. And over the years, I have found large humanoid bipedal tracks. Um, you know, I can't say that I've ever come across anything other than Bigfoot as far as the cryptic goes. So, but yeah, I will be open to look into other things. Uh, If I had to jump into something else, uh, I think my other cryptid I would like to get into, which has always been fascinating, is the Loch Ness or those that are uh, similar to the Loch Ness that we have here in the United States. But uh, I
1: I think for me, uh, the Dog Man is is the one I find to be the most fascinating currently. um, Because they have different sightings that they've had up in Wisconsin and everything else uh so for me personally i think the dog man is um though i've watched some of your uh your shorts on your youtube channel with bigfoot and stuff and i gotta right. say the eye shine part is what kind of like you know because a lot of a lot of the stuff that i see on your um on your channel uh you 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 could tell it's fake and i like how you spot them and call them out instantaneous like yeah this is fake you could tell it's from a suit you know, right. like you can one hundred percent tell that this is this is a guy in a suit walking around. You could tell by their strut, you could tell by the way they move. Um, but a lot of the big the the dogman cases, I don't hear too many hoaxes about them. And I feel like the dogman itself is more tied into Native American folklore. Not saying that Bigfoot isn't, because we do have um, some reports of Native Americans and Bigfoot almost kind of living side by side in their own right. little habitat. Um, so on the, on the, on the concept of dog, man, where do you stand on, on something like that? Like Bigfoot's one thing. Um, cause Bigfoot, you don't really, from some of the reports that I've read and I'm by no means an expert. So please don't anybody say I'm an expert. I'm not, um, a lot of times Bigfoot, when people get too close, they'll protect what's theirs, right? They'll protect basically what's around them. I haven't heard them getting too aggressive though. I've Seen a couple little small reports here and there of like, you know, if you get too close, but I feel like that's more of a defense mechanism than it is an aggression mechanism. Um, But with with Dogman, the reports that I've been getting were very aggressive, like very like you felt Mm. something when you saw them. What are your thoughts on Dogman and like that whole kind of concept?
0: Well, to be completely honest with you, as I tell a lot of people, I I tend to stay away from that, but. This is where I, I stand on it. And, you know, I mean, everyone's got their beliefs and whatnot. At this moment, I honestly don't believe in Dogman. Even though I don't believe in it, doesn't mean he does not exist, but that's just my belief on the subject itself. However, with my research and my exploring and my observations, not once have I ever come across anything that would appear to be of a large canine track. The only canine tracks I've ever witnessed or observed were coyotes and possible wolves um, one of the biggest things i've seen especially on social media in these dogman groups i see people picturing uh sharing photos of feline tracks very large feline tracks and calling them dog tracks or dogman tracks and see that's where my wildlife and bigfoot research comes into play uh, or that phrase i shared earlier learn and know what is known before seeking the unknown because there's a lot of misidentification out there, a lot of misjudgment, uh, a lot of people that are misinformed. Uh, now there is a number of people, including myself, and some of some individuals uh, of well-known, I'll say, uh, without mentioning their name, but I've heard presentations from others where people believe that what they believe to be a dog man, they may be misidentifying a type of Bigfoot. Um, it's believed that there are several different types of Bigfoot. Um, I can't prove that, but I, I believe that's possible. Um, but you know, as far as the dogman thing, I'm going to keep that in open mind. Um, till I find some evidence otherwise, I mean, right now I'll just have to say, um, I, I can't right now. And just I'm not saying I won't, <laughs> right, right. but I need, I would love to jump on board with that. Just like a, a lot of other cryptids that are out there, I mean, come on, they got they got a convention for Frogman, you know. I was like, where is this? You know, <laughs> where did that come about? You know, right. But, <laughs> no. So, but yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. Um, so and I agree with you. Um, I, I'm a person that, um, out of everything, I'm always one to say, you know what? Let's find out what it could be first before we delve into the unknown, and we have to figure out what it might be. You know, I've right. said it before, you know, if you've ever been into like what they would say a haunted house and you hear a door slam, well, is the door at an angle? So if you don't put something in front of said door, the door will shut. It doesn't matter, right. you know, if you don't put something from it. And I feel like a lot of times you get a lot of researchers in the field um, and not just not just uh, uh, Bigfoot uh, UFOs and everything else where they want. And, and you you shared a quote, I think, um, that I saw either today or yesterday that you want to believe something so bad you're willing to turn that blind eye to something that it probably isn't. So you're like, I want to believe in it so bad that, you know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be real.
0: Right. It's gotta (laughs) be real,
1: you know? So you're like, you know, you could see, you know, uh, some, 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 some corn have fallen down and like, Oh my God, it was a crop circle as aliens. Well, no, (laughs) it's not what it is. But, you know, and, and I think, I think, you know, I think we've all kind of fallen victim to that in some ways i mean i have in certain I, like nothing that i'll like go out there and make videos about and try to prove this out of the third but i have gone on a research and been like man this got to be this, got to be and then i'm like nah, this isn't it and i got to kind of back up and and go back to square one with some of the things that i have researched because you know it it what didn't it didn't hit what i thought it was going to hit um and i think i think putting aside your your objectiveness to, to go back and 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 be able to have like be able to open yourself up to be like hey I got to see what all areas of this could be because I don't want to be stuck in my own belief system, you know, and I think it's good talking to other people because then you get a better sense of what's going on. Now, like I said earlier, I think the one thing, like one of my favorite things is that you point out like scammers and I don't, I don't see a lot of people doing that. Um, you know, of course everybody will say, well, this is a hoax, that's a hoax, but you call them out by name. And, and I got to say like, I respect that because like, you know, if you're in a field that, you know, that, that, you know, everybody's, you know, kind of, they're, they're already kind of making fun of it a bit. People who don't believe skeptics and all that will be the first ones to be like, nah, that's, you know, what are they doing out in the woods? Right. right. So I think like culling your own herd is something that you have to do um, when you're into something that big. Um, what makes you want to call these people? out, Like when you're like, man, this is fake. I got to let people know. What is the driving force behind that for you?
0: Well, uh, thank you for asking that because, uh, first of all, I do want to specify or clarify that I'm not trying to be a bully, you know. Right. But people are being misled. There's gullible, naive people that will follow these people because it's fascinating. It's intriguing. It's These, these hoaxers and these, these people pulling this stuff, they know what it takes to entertain the people. They know for a fact that there's gullible people that believe anything on the web. You know, they jump on it. Well, two, it's bringing them views. Um, you know, there's some of these YouTube channels, I mean, mine is, mine's monetized, monetize, but some of these other YouTube channels are got big numbers and they're monetized. They do whatever is necessary to bring in the views. Therefore, they're making that money. You know, I'm familiar with what some of the money they make. You know, so, um, right. so you got people will take in a known hoaxers video footage and use it and share it around under their own monetarization now to me that's supporting that hoaxer you know regardless how you use it um I and I've been I've been attacked for that I have been you know I've I don't want to say I created enemies but I've been shunned by people uh some of my own friends so uh, hey you can't be doing that to them that's you know they're only doing it for this purpose and this re- doesn't matter they're sharing their hopes you know and people people are believing in it you know and that's what I find it offensive because I care about the subject so much. I care about the truth regardless of what that truth might be. I want to put the truth out there if it's known. And so again, a big part of it is I feel offended by people that are gullible. You know, I like, there's a lot of scams and a lot of hoaxes, not just in the Bigfoot world, but you know, I see people sharing all these pet scams, lost pets. It's all a bunch of BS, you know? But yeah, as far as the Bigfoot thing, I mean, Sonny Vader, everybody's sharing Sonny Vader's videos around. He's a known hoaxer. He's been caught. But you know what? They like to use his video footage. You know, Sonny Vader is a genius because his video clips are only no more than two minutes long at the most. And he's getting 10 to 20,000 views per video. And I can only imagine what his wallet looks like right now. So um, that's just one example. (laughs) But um, so that's where I go with that. (laughs) but
1: yeah and and that's the thing i think especially when we're dealing with in fields that we love you know that we that we spend time on the research on then you have guys that come in and they kind of shortcut themselves um to the top of the line right yeah and so when they shortcut their way they don't do the research they haven't been in the same places that a lot of us have and they right. haven't been, you know, they haven't been there when, when the research doesn't pan out and you get dejected and you get, uh, um, um, you know, beat down, you know, your research isn't where it needs to be. You're like, I mean, I got to go to, I got to find another Avenue. You know, it's not an easy thing for us, I think. And, oh. I, and I appreciate people that, you know, Hey, we we're still on the grind. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, um. There's a lot of podcasters like myself, and and me, my co-host. He'd be here tonight, but he he's not feeling up to par. I said, "All right, you take the night off." Um, of course, this <laughs> stuff this stuff happens when he takes the night off. I think he cursed the show. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> there's a there's a there's a lot of people. See, we, we we know a couple people in the in the in a similar podcasting vein that uh, that they always take cheap shots at us. I've we've never done anything to these people. I had one of them on the show. Uh, you can go back in the episodes and we've done nothing but big them up on all of our episodes. They got a bone to pick with us. They got a chip on their shoulder. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for whatever business they want to do. They, they don't concern me. Right. So I'm not going to give them the spotlight, you know, and I think what I enjoy about people like yourself is you expose people and say, Hey, you know, you're not, you're not getting this, you know, this is this, you didn't earn that. And I feel the same way. You know, it's it's easy to sit behind a microphone and a camera and talk for hours. Shoot, I do that all the time. I can do all the right. Time. It's going out and doing the research and meeting people and going to these places and speaking and meeting people that actually have had encounters, people right. that have actually seen these things. You know, um, people that have been through occurrences that most people can't explain. And I think um, that is what I respect about folks like yourself. Uh, folks like Les Odell. Big shouts out to Les Odell. He's you know he's another one that he'll go out there. If you got something going on, he'll show up. You know he, he's he's been known. Oh yeah,
0: um, absolutely. Yeah, I've had him at one of my local little uh, uh, meetups I've had here in Pennsylvania. He's one of my speakers coming up in May. So yeah, I mean I I spoke with him in West Virginia at other at the West Virginia Bigfoot Festival. Yeah, he's a great guy. And oh yeah. Real quick, real quick, I wanted to make mention. You, you know how you, you mentioned like you do a lot of talking behind the screen or on the screen people like you are like, like, well, let me pinpoint just you and direct, uh, more directly. People need to listen to you more because you're uh, from my observation and having you on my show, you're very intelligent. You're full of information. You're educational. People need to hear that more, you know? And so, yeah, we need more people like you, you know? So yeah. Don't put yourself down when it comes. to <laughs> <But> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, absolutely. So any of my I shared this around anybody that's from my channel yet yeah, subscribe, subscribe to this gentleman right here. You need to hear more of him. <laughs> so.
1: and and I one hundred percent appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time i've I've been reading books, I've been studying. I've been doing all sorts of research. I have books on everything you can imagine, everything from religion absolutely. to bigfoot to UFOs to you name it, I've got it. It's sitting. If, if you can find it in the library, it's here. If you can't, it'll be here in, in you know two to three business weeks because a lot of the books I get, I have to order from places and they're not cheap. So oh, I can
0: imagine. <laughs> yeah, but
1: but I, I prize knowledge over everything. I'm not going to go into a conversation with somebody, and that's why you know, and and I want to give a big shout out to you for having me on the show. Thank you. That means that means a lot to me. I love when people hit me up like, hey, you want to be on the show? Yes, I love to talk. So let's. You know, and, and, and I love it. I love doing this. I love speaking at, at engagements because I want people to hear what, what I have researched, what I've been working on, what I have coming up because a lot of the stuff that I'm into is, is, is very deep stuff. You know, I try I try to get into things um, and put stuff out there that not a lot of people may know about, you know, uh, giants being one of those, you know, a lot of people know about Bigfoot. A lot of people well versed in Bigfoot, folks such as yourself, uh, And I was like, you know what? I want to talk about giants. I think that I think that is is the, I think people need to know about that because you know having research and having read reports of the Smithsonian coming in and taking bodies, removing whole bodies of just giant skeletons and going to dig sites and pulling, pulling multiple multiple skeletons, nine to twelve feet tall people, you know sometimes tall I think fifteen feet. At one point, was one of the taller ones that I'd read about. And this is in places that are close to me. This is Ohio. This is you know West Virginia. This is Pennsylvania. This is in Virginia. You had I think as far south as like Georgia, maybe Florida, and then you have as far west as, um, if I'm not mistaken, parts in uh, in Arizona and other places of that nature. So like when I meet people who have that passion for something like you do, like Les does, like folks like that do. I gravitate to people like that. Cause I like to learn from you guys because I don't, I'm not well versed in Bigfoot. That's one of the few areas that I could always, I mean, I could always stand to, to learn more in everything I do. I'm not an expert on anything. I don't want to be considered an expert on, on, on things that, you know, you can't be an expert on, you know, until you've actually right. had an experience and there's people that have had them. And then there's people that haven't. And if you call yourself an expert and you've never had an experience, are you really an expert?
0: At the end of right. the day,
1: you know, and right. that's something kind of for <laughs> me because I would love to go out in the woods with some of you guys, and and because I, I'm always open to going out in the field. I'm I'm as much as I love being warm in my house, I I would love to go out and 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 see and hear because as much as people can say, hey, you know, I saw a Bigfoot. I was in the woods I heard a tree knock I heard a howl I heard this I heard that you heard it I didn't hear it and until I hear it or experience it it's harder for me to believe and I think right that, I think by going out in these fields with folks I think that's something that that everybody can do um, but not to get too far off topic here I think that that being knowledgeable it takes time and effort you know I've been reading up on stuff since I was I was probably five or six. I was learning to read, and one of the first books I learned how to read was a was a time-life Western book, and mm. it showed the dead bodies of outlaws that they would post up in front of uh, different places for two reasons. One, to detour would-be um, would be robbers, and two, to tell the city, hey, it's safe. It's safe. You, you don't got to worry about these people anymore. They're not out there. And for those who would be out there doing this, we will put a bullet in your head too. And from then on, it just kind of like that bit of macabre, I guess, just kind of went into that direction. And so as I got older, I started researching UFOs. I started researching uh, ghosts, spirits. Um, I've I've been researching darn near every religion on the planet. Um, I've researched high and low because I think think when we really want to sit down and look for the unknown, the unknown is my favorite thing. Like... Oh, All yeah. of the unknown, I enjoy it because everybody goes along with their lives, and they come home, and they watch news or they watch sports, and they go to sleep. And they get up, and they do the nine to five, and they watch news, watch sports, go to sleep. While I'm saying there's nothing wrong with any of those things, mind you, I have a job as well. Um, I think that having that love for the unknown and wanting to explore, I think makes your life better. In my personal opinion, I can't vouch for anybody else but myself, but I think that it makes your life better you know i think that um i think it's just i think it's a good thing and i think having the knowledge of these things you know going into something um and being knowledgeable or if you if you are not knowledgeable then go into places go into these speaking events hear folks like daniel but s- soak in the knowledge like a sponge so that you can understand it so next time you're around your friends and maybe somebody mentions like hey what do you think about Bigfoot? While some of your other friends might not get it, you'll get it. So then you can right. have that conversation. Okay, now you've got a friend. Now you two are investigating. Now you two have set up a little a little YouTube channel. Now you're out in the woods doing it. I think it just betters your life overall.
0: Right. Well, uh, Like with me, uh, uh, along the lines with what you say, like I have my fields. Uh, there's various field topics that I like to read and study on as well. And, you know, and I personally, I, it gives me the knowledge and understanding of things that I don't get to witness in person sometimes. Uh, for example, um, real quickly, I mean, I do a lot of studies, not just on wildlife and various species, um, but primates, non-human primates, gorillas, chimpanzees, baboons, bonobos, you, you know, all the various species, orangutans. I like to read and study on their known behaviors, what they've been observed and witnessed, you know, uh, performing and doing um and learning about their diets, i do that i find you know i find for me personally it's necessary to me to understand them because i like to compare their behaviors their characteristics and everything in between along with what we compare and relate to bigfoot the reason behind that is i find a lot of similarities what we're reporting about bigfoot well, look, there is a known species that's already familiar, uh, that's already known for doing this. But with that being said, um I'm not making Bigfoot equal to them, but there's that line of primate I want to keep open. But um but you know, just throwing that out there, that where that's where I, it gives me knowledge to understand the species of primates. Um, you know, people say human are primates, so yeah, which we are scientifically speaking. So um But, yeah, uh, jumping on to other things you covered there, too, you know, it's like regardless of what field you're in, you got to have a passion, not just a passion, but you got to enjoy doing it. You know, if you can enjoy doing it, um, that's a big plus right there. Um, Because I can learn and read and study and and gain all this knowledge, you know, and then having the experiences in the field with a big, you know, uh, topic. As I tell people, like you said yourself, and I can speak for myself, uh, that I'm not an expert either, you know. Um, I like to share my views and my beliefs and then I'll go along and share my experiences. And, you know, some of us have more experiences experiences than others where we can say, well, I witnessed Bigfoot doing this. But uh, most of these claims come from people's personal beliefs and say, no, Bigfoot doesn't do that. Bigfoot does this. But yet, these are the same people who say I'm not an expert. Well, you never witnessed this. So how do you know? So there's a lot of that going on in the Bigfoot world and the community, you know? so, I mean, I know people that will tell you all these facts out of their mouth, but where are they getting their facts from? Right. They didn't witness those facts. You know, they didn't witness that, but you know, you know, cause I'll ask people, I said, did you see Bigfoot doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about it. No, I didn't see him. Well, then how do you know? That's, that's my whole point. And, you know, and I won't call people out directly on stuff like that, but I'll question them back to get them to realize what they're saying sometimes. Cause I don't think they all intentionally mean to come across as that because bigfoot's a fun subject we want to be able to come across to our peers and those who might be following us as very knowledgeable i do i like to do that too but i try to throw facts out and explain why i'm saying what i'm saying this is why i believe this and you know um now yes i've experienced tree knocks i've gotten responses from mine and other various occurrences but When you experience enough of them you kind of draw your own conclusion on what they might be or what they might mean you know i still can't prove what they might be although i have my belief in them you know um you know some people say it's this or that you know it could be there's always that possibility just like when i find things in nature that i find that okay this is odd i don't think i don't think weather did this i don't think you know some of these things i find tree structures and formations, for example. Okay, something with opposable thumbs, something or someone possibly made this and had and put the work and effort into this. Uh, I have videos I put together for educational purposes on all these shelters and structures that people find and post pictures of. I have found them too, but guess what? I'm not gonna tell you Bigfoot did them because here's in the video, as I show people, Look at look at this guy. Gathering all these sticks. Look at the shelter. He put together. These are the same sh- Shelters and structures that people say I find a Bigfoot shelter. This is a big one You know, I try to show people the objective side of things. Why are you saying Bigfoot did that? You did witness Bigfoot making that but look I'm showing a video of a human being building that you know, so I, I just try to get people to understand and open their minds and stop thinking Bigfoot get Bigfoot off your brain <laughs> You <know>? um <laughs> Because, I mean, that's the one thing people ask me. I've had young people and older people ask me. Well, hey, I want to get more involved with Bigfoot research. I want to start looking for Bigfoot. What should I do? Well, one of the basic steps I tell them as far as pick an area of interest, get familiar with it, the terrain and and the layout of the land. Get to know what wildlife, you know, inhabits that area. Number one, uh, you know, the main thing at all, when you step foot out there, don't think about Bigfoot. Get Bigfoot off your brain, you know. If the unknown is going to be available, if it's going to make itself known or you find that evidence that stands apart from all the all the known, um, you know, obvious suspects, you know, the, the unknown is going to stand apart. You know, then you could question your head, scratch your head and document what's this like. Sometimes I find things I'm not sure what I'm finding. I'll take pictures of it. I'll share it for observation and, you know, uh, discussion purposes. But, you know, but, yeah, that's just me. Um, yeah. Like I said um you know i've i've been i've been called an expert some people you know come back and call me in in a sarcastic way oh you must be an expert i said no i'm trying to teach you something or explain something very critical and logical to you that you're just totally dismissing and not getting the point of you know no just by me pointing out other known facts against bigfoot doesn't make me an expert but you know it just i like to believe i have common sense you know and simple awareness You know. Right. um you know so yeah i've been accused of a lot of different things you know i've even been accused of being a hoaxer you know but i i don't have nothing to show that's hoax worthy you know? right <laughs> i right. mean you know a lot of my findings are not um uh, they're not like what other people share you know um yeah i used to find a lot of tracks over the years in the national forest in virginia you know um my fiance julie we've been exploring up here in pennsylvania when we're walking along i'll i'll spot something i'll talk stop stop look down the ground do you see what i'm seeing look there's this looks like a track and some of them are very detailed you know and you know i know she's only just one one witness to seeing that stuff but i find i do find tracks you know you know some of these are very impressive looking you know um you know, and she sees for herself, you know she gets excited. you know we'll take pictures of them, but unfortunately, pictures don't do justice when it comes to tracks. and a, a lot of people that does enough photography in nature and someone when it comes to bigfoot tracks realizes this unless there's a clear track in the open mud or dirt, you know, but a lot of your impressions in the ground walking through the forest, it can be a number of things, you know, but you know, and, you know my biggest thing I, I hear a lot of. When you tell people, oh, that's a bear. Oh, we don't have bears in our area. That just, just, just because you don't see them doesn't mean that they're not there. Bears are very elusive too, you know? Right. So, right. They don't like to come around people. <laughs> no, they don't. So, like, no. leave them
1: alone. Leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. I've only seen one bear in my, maybe two in my life. And the one I saw was in West Virginia. It was a baby bear. And it was <clears> off. It <throat> was off on shore. We were on a boat going down the Elk River and we was off on the shore. And I saw the bear, and I'm like, "Mama's not far behind. Mama's in there," because he was playing. And I'm like, "If you go over there and mess with that bear, I guarantee something something else going to come and get you." But yeah,
0: <laughs> you
1: know that that's the only thing I've ever seen. And and the one thing that I because um we've had Amy Boo on the show, and she um she's really knowledgeable about Bigfoot. And we've had a couple of different conversations back and forth. And what I like is when they is when people pull out the the plaster casts of the um of the tracks. Those, oh, those yeah. are Those fascinate me to no end. Because I'm like, okay, this doesn't look like a bear's paw. You know, a bear's paw is rather for the most part is 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 a fatter paw than right. a lot of the other ones. And and to where the Bigfoot looks like it's more elongated in some yeah, that- in some plaster casts.
0: Yeah, and usually a wider heel. Bears have a very narrow, uh, a very narrow heel. It's more almost like a, a rounded V shaped heel. So, on so, a bear anyway. So right.
1: So you, you one thing I, I wanted to touch on too, and I and I'm glad that you brought this up, kind of when you were talking. Um, when people come up to you and they say, Daniel, you know, I, I want to do what you do. I wanna, uh I want, I want to jump into this thing with you or you know I' want jump in this thing like you do um the one thing that I said that that or you said that i that I liked is kind of like research the area and I don't think a lot of people really understand researching the area I don't think a lot of people said take bigfoot out of the equation for right now mm-hmm. take bigfoot out of the equation get you a couple books go out and see what you can see in the area that you know if you re if you live in you know say you live in Ohio and you're trying to you know research, you know, somewhere in California, you, you're, you're going to be at a loss because you need to be close to the area, I think personally, that you're going to be researching. I don't think it helps if you're, you know, if you're six, seven states away, you know, because you need to be able to go, in my personal opinion, dealing with um, certain things that, that I've been into. You have to have a place you can go in summer, spring, winter, and fall. You got to be at, the, at these places during the season changes because not everything exactly. is the same. Not everything exactly. is the
0: same. Absolutely. Yeah, th- I mean that's what I tell people. It, like for years in Virginia for example, I'll use Virginia because that's where I spent a lot of deep research and exploring. You go into certain areas. I have my area, my research area, it's a very large area. However, it's broken up into what I call zones. You got ECRO zone one, echo zone two, blah 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 and and certain areas, I got everything mapped out on a geographical map. It's very important to stay in certain areas and focus and uh, revisit these areas uh, for a number of reasons. Really, I mean, like I said, knowing the terrain, um, you know, you want to know potential dangers and hazards, you know. And then you got the wildlife. You want to know what wildlife are passing through and and, and working these areas, you know. Um, a lot of people don't believe, it. like we got mountain lions. You know, I have seen their tracks and. Although I have yet to capture one on my cameras out there, but (laughs) Uh, eventually I believe it's a, it's a matter of time, but you know, just, just like Bigfoot matter of time. I mean, a lot of people have their excuses why Bigfoot hasn't been captured on game cameras. Um, perhaps he has, some people are keeping it to themselves, you know, or unless you see the fake ones on social media, which there's a lot of them. Um, you know, and then you got people taking pictures of whatever. I'm kind of getting off course here, but no. <laughs> um, no, you're fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very important to get familiar uh, with the area you plan on working. And I have a hat of, yeah, I'll work a certain area and I'll venture off off the, out of the area. Um, cause, but it's important to visit that area every so often. Ye- like as it year after year or through uh, various times throughout the year? Cause you're going to see a different, a different appearance of that area, you know, like the change of the weather, the, the, the leaf litter, the fall, you know, the pine litter. And a lot of that plays a key role in your area being active versus non-active, you know? Um, yeah. And when the leaf litters are down and everything, yeah. It's usually around the late fall when you've got hunting season comes in there. Yeah. The deer are going to keep roaming around, but your elusive species are going to be a little further away, you know? Right. Uh, and then not to mention cold weather, you know, if there's a shelter or a location for them, they're gonna be staying put, you know. Yeah, I believe Bigfoot roams around during the winter. I mean, like every other species, they gotta eat, you know. Right. Um a lot, a lot of people think bears hibernate all the time. That ain't the okay, case, especially here on the east coast. They will be out and about moving around. They eat all the time, you know. Um, yeah, they might slow down a little bit if the temperatures are cold enough, you know. But um, my observations with bears and hibernation, I see bear evidence all year long, you know, even through the winters. So people got to keep that in mind. Not all bears hibernate, you know. Um, So I I guess that also varies and depends on various individual species of them, but, you know, in different locations. But, yeah, there's a lot of little basic factors that people need to keep in mind. You know, it's simple knowledge, uh, things that they need to be aware of. But um, the bigger thing is getting familiar with the layout of the land and the wildlife itself. Uh, it's good to know the possible, um, the ecology, because a lot of your different various species of wildlife, they depend on the plant life and the vegetation and, and the other wildlife that work these areas, because you get your predators that work on the prey, you know, and and the prey that, If the the food source is there for the prey, most likely your predator is going to be hunting that area too. So these are areas you need to really pay attention to. Um, Water sources, those are important to know too. If you've got water sources in the area, just think about it. Your prey is going to be there. uh, The predators will be there, you know. So it's all basic knowledge and understanding really. Uh, There's a lot of things you just got to keep in mind. So, yep
1: and i think that's important i think i think the number one thing that that this basically stood out in this conversation about bigfoot research doesn't really involve bigfoot it more involves the the layout of the land it, revert, it revolves around the wildlife in the area um, and and that's i think that right there those two things right there i think are amazing and then you add the bigfoot aspect into it and that makes it better but those first two you know, it, it makes you knowledgeable. So when you you might go into a place, and once you understand how how a forest works, once you understand the 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 way you went about researching and, and getting the information for this stuff, it makes it easier for the next location you plan to research. And I think right. I think that that opens a lot of doors. I think that opens a lot of things because now you get a couple friends and you guys head out. You know, I, I'm not I'm not one to go out. Unless it's a place that's local to me and it's not as as wide, it's not as big, the acreage isn't is is large, I'll go by myself. But there's very few places bigger than that that I'll go by myself. Um, right. And it's not about being scared or being afraid. It's about you know I want I like to have other people around me so that if something goes down, you know it it's better to you know it, it evens out the odds. You know, it's right. less likely something's gonna gonna try to do something, um,
0: right? Like and so, they say, say safety is numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, especially when you're out in the woods. Especially, you know, if something happens to you too, say something just happens, it's not even anything, not an animal attack, or you don't run into bigfoot, but you fall and break your leg. What? Right? Then? No, you know, people can't hear you if you're out there, and, and and some of these wooded areas, they're not just a couple miles long. You know, they're very much larger than that you know you got the the Appalachians the Appalachians alone are multiple states the Allegheny yeah. you know all of these places so I recommend that people if you're going to go out investigating um always take a buddy and yeah. you probably do the same I, you know, I've seen a couple of your videos where you do the same and I, and I want to put um uh, uh, uh a special point on the the video it was a reel you had about you found you found a den You found a a den in in Pennsylvania. And I was like, that's fascinating because, you know, obviously you could say, well, Bigfoot can use this, but your wildlife is going to use that. Your bears, your mountain lions, anything that's coming through there on a bad night uh, in the middle of winter, um, you know, when it's, when there's lightning and thunder and rain, animals don't like that kind of stuff. You know, I have pets here and they hate when it starts, when it starts lightning out, it's bad. They'll hide. They don't, they don't much care for it, you know? So that gives the the wildlife a place and it's dry, you know, they're not getting wet. So I just, I thought that was a really interesting part that you put into your video that, that the the den, so to speak, I thought that was really interesting. And and that's what I appreciate about your videos because you're at these locations. Yeah. I, I might not see, you know, a, a, a very blurred out picture of what could be a Bigfoot, but on closer inspection, it's just a tree branch. Cause I saw yeah. you had you had done something similar to that. Uh, what I oh, do, yeah. what I do, really enjoy though, is I enjoy the fact that you're out in the woods, that you're out there, and I I respect people that actually will go that extra mile, not just do armchair Bigfoot research where they're watching, you know, uh, finding Bigfoot and you know, eating eating whatever and listening or and or watching that Sunny Vader guy's videos. You know, they're actually <laughs> out there. You know, they're out yeah. there in the field. They're out there, like okay. I don't think this is a bigfoot. I think this is probably just a bear that has come through. You know, given the history of things, and and you know, given what this is and what that is, and another thing I think you brought up too that I enjoyed was the fact that you said, "Okay, now once these occurrences start happening, I can hypothesize that it is this, but I still don't have verifiable proof that it is that." And so uh, I respect it because a lot of people they'll hear a tree knock six or seven times and oh, automatically it's a Bigfoot, Right. You know, oh, I, I
0: don't. Yeah. For example, you mentioned tree knocks. Now I've heard wood on wood banging and knocks out in the woods. But then again, I've heard things during the hunting season. Like I'm listening to the woodpeckers up on a big dead hollow trees above me. And everyone that, you know, most of us are familiar with the most common sounds when a woodpecker is pecking on a tree. They sound like taps. well, mm-hmm. That's not, not always these case. Some of them sound like wood on wood knocks, you know? So, you know, people, I mean, I've heard people saying, yeah, I, walk, I was walking down a trail and I heard a tap tap over here, a tap tap over here. And the way they're describing it, they're thinking they got Bigfoot parallel on them. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, wow, you got woodpeckers around you. <laughs> you, <know?
1: laughs> you got some so, birds. You got some birds going up and down them trees.
0: But yeah, woodpeckers can be very deceiving on their, te- uh, you know, like I said, it's not just a simple tap, 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 tap. 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 Sometimes they're, you know, sometimes we hear them like a drill, you know, or in some cases, like I said, they sound like a wood on wood knock, like someone's taking, like a, like knock, you know, a heavy baseball, like a bat, just yeah. tapping on a tree, and you get that knock sound. Some woodpeckers, depending on the the type of tree, the the age of the tree. And, you know, it does, it'll produce a bassy knock. Like in Virginia, we have um, what you call, and I've seen some of them up here in Pennsylvania, you have what uh, they call bull pines. They're usually a thick, heavy bark, big round tree. And I love doing my tree knocks on them because they give off a good bassy knock, you know. But, so yeah, there's a lot of things that people need to take into consideration on what they're hearing. Nighttime, I believe it could be a different situation. That You know, yes, I've heard tree knock responses. I've gotten tree knock responses in the middle of the daytime from my tree knocks. Now, was there other people out there playing games with me? I don't know. But I got responses that, you know, so I can't say, OK, that was a Bigfoot, you know. Um, <clears throat> I've had, uh, you know, like one of the locations, me and Julie uh, went to visit and uh, inves- investigate for the very first time i was not expecting nothing there because there was never no reports there there was never any sightings in that location that were documented well the first night we were there after we got dark it was dead quiet It, it was kind of i don't want to say boring but you know i decided to give off a couple whoops you know just for the heck of it and right after my right after doing that just inside the tree line straight out in front of me was a knock Right after that knock, straight out from where Julie was sitting, out in front of her, was another knock. So I question that. Okay. I mean, it got me excited because, okay, this is nighttime. And, okay, what's in here? You know, what's out there? You know, something's there doing that. So, I mean, yes, I would like to believe and contribute that to a Bigfoot. But, you know, and I mean, I would be completely wrong to say, yes, that was a Bigfoot. And I didn't witness what made that knock, you know. but. So yeah, it's easier to believe it was a bigfoot than to say it actually was a bigfoot, you know. So right, right. But yeah, so yeah, it's just you know, I, I mean I'll, the whole thing was a bigfoot thing too. Like I said, you know, a lot of us and I you know, I can speak for myself on this, but I know for a fact everybody out there when you're out there bigfooting, it's exciting, it's fun, and Bigfoot's going to be on your brain regardless of what you experience. Right. But then and we tend to drain out all the logical side of things it, it drains out the critical thinking you know and yeah maybe at first i'll get excited and think of this and that but then after i get to think about it you know okay okay i have to consider this you know these other possibilities you know um like a lot of the odd stuff we find and explore anything odd that we experience that we cannot explain i always tell people there's always that possibility you cannot rule out the possibility but you can't make a fact unless you witness what performed it, what created it, or what vocalized it. You know all of the above. So, awesome. So yeah, yeah. Well,
1: Daniel, it's about that time. I want to thank you for coming on the show. I apologize for all the audio visual hiccups. Um, definitely, that was on my end. I apologize. For, I thought it was on yours, but uh, I'm hearing the comments. Everybody's like, "Yeah, we can hear him just fine." So. It's something oh. in my audio that'll be worked out for the next show, you guys. So don't think I'm going anywhere because I'm not. <laughs> um, but I want to give a big special thank you to uh, Daniel Benoit. Daniel, where can people find you and what event is coming up that they can come and see you at?
0: Well, I'm not as, as elusive as Bigfoot. I'm pretty easy to find. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm basically I'm basically all over social media. Facebook's the main primary source, so you can find me at under Daniel Benoit um, at ECBRO ninety eight. Um, I have my main profile, uh, which uh, you'll know it's me because I have the blue verified check mark next to my name. Um, then I have my main ECBRO. Uh, East Coast Bigfoot researchers organization Facebook group. Uh, You can feel free to check that out Uh, We welcome everybody Um, Then I have my EC Bureau fan page and whatnot. There is a uh, Public figure page, but I have more followers on my main page than that one Um, But yeah, I mean my event my next coming event. I'm gonna promote coming up right now is the uh, May 25th uh, Pennsylvania myths and legends festival and that's happening at the Bakersville Community Grove in Somerset, Pennsylvania. So if you want more information on that, go visit the, uh, the Facebook event page. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, I post my field videos and everything on my YouTube channel. Um, Roberts has that scrolling across the bottom. Feel free to check that out. Um, and if you have any questions, shoot me a message. Send me an email, ecbro98 at gmail.com. And that's pretty much about it. And thank you for having me on here, Robert. This has been a pleasure. I really enjoyed this.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, you're definitely welcome to come back. Uh, We definitely will probably have you back on again. Um, I definitely want to go out and uh, into the woods with you at some point and and check us out, see what's going down. And you guys will be able to hear it from me, too. So I appreciate my community. I appreciate Daniel. And as always, why be boring when you can be uncanny? We will see you with my co-host, next week. Take care, folks. Peace. Whoop. <laughs>